Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the How To Girl podcast. It's me, your host, Eliana, and welcome back to another episode. I want to start this episode off by saying a huge thank you so much to anyone and everyone who listens to the show. It means so much, and we recently hit a milestone here at the How To Girl podcast. We've reached over a thousand downloads. I am so flipping grateful and excited and uh, gosh, this like, it just means so much. Like I really am just like all my bullshit. I feel like whenever I make these episodes, like I just like talk as I would as if like I'm at dinner with a friend, you know? So it means a lot that you guys connect with the show and I don't know, maybe you guys even like what I talk about and you learn something. I don't know. That's the hope at least. So Anyways, I just want to say thank you. It really means a lot. And let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about roommates, how to deal with roommate drama, and just how to be a better roommate in general. Or if you're just curious about how the heck do I deal with my psycho roommate? Okay, I got you. I've been there. Little history about me and my roommate experience. I have always had a roommate up until this year when I moved in with my mom. I lived with 14 different girls throughout college, and for three of those years, I lived in a house full of five girls. So I definitely have had my fair share of roommate drama and just, I don't know, crazy experiences to speak on. So I hope I can provide some value and some good advice for whoever's listening today because most likely you and I have been in a very similar situation because, you know, College roommates, what are you going to do, you know? So anyways, I'm going to be answering some questions that y'all sent in too on Instagram, as well as sharing some personal stories of my own. So we're going to unpack some things in today's episode. It's going to be fun. going to really get down, share the tea. Aside from that, I actually went on a podcast earlier this week. Um, the podcast is Roommate Confessions, where their whole show was literally just interviewing people about their roommate experiences. So I shared some great stories on that episode too. If y'all want to check it out, again, the podcast is Roommate Confessions. Moving on here, guess a little bit of a life update to get the episode started. Like I said, we hit over a thousand downloads. Super exciting. Aside from that, y'all, life's just kind of been as it is. I did go back into the infant room this past week, which was fun. I'm not like back full time because again, like we're in the middle of transitioning just between like staff and just putting people in different rooms. So I've had to cover the toddler room, which has low-key made me want to pull my hair out. Um, just kidding. Y'all already know I have like that hair trouble. Not the point. Not the point. Getting back on topic. But yeah, that room has definitely been a little bit stressful, a little overstimulating, but I was doing a tarot reading and basically my angels were like, yo, girl, like just adapt, you know, make the best out of your circumstances. So that's what I've done. I've tried to like shift my mind and just like be innovative and make the best out of my situation rather than just being like, oh my God, like I'm just miserable here. So with having that message in mind, something I've been doing this week to improve my circumstances is I've been putting on music that I really enjoy that really makes me feel centered and connected and it's just nice because I have it playing in the back with 
like while the kids are just doing their thing. And of course, like it's like PG music. It's not like anything too crazy. Most of it is just like ABBA or just 70s music. So it's pretty clean for the kids to listen to. Don't worry. It's not like I'm just like blasting hard rap for like in front of toddlers. I mean, honestly, they could be cultured. It could be good for them. Who knows? Anyways, but that's been something I've been doing to improve my circumstances. I really like music. Music has always just brought me back down to earth and just really recentered me. I've always felt very connected with it in a very spiritual way. So that's been really nice for me. I feel like it's been a small act of self-care while I'm there, especially when things do become a little overstimulating. So that's what I've been doing this week to improve my circumstances. So in case anyone needs it, if you're having a hard time in a situation, just try to be adaptable and innovative and do what's best for you in order to improve your situation. So yeah, like I said, I had 14 different roommates throughout college. The first being my freshman year roommate. Y'all have heard about Kylie. That's my girl. She actually was a random roommate. I literally met her the day I moved in and we just so happened to become best friends. And I even dated her brother. So, you know, funny how those things work out and we're still best friends to this day so Kylie if you're listening I love you and I miss you and I'm so proud of you and then we get to my sophomore year and I move into a house of five girls so I had five roommates that year and then by the end of that year I ended up moving out and I moved into a new house with a new group of girls and then I was at that house for two years and during those two years I was there that's when I experienced the most cycling out of roommates and only because you know it's it's college so some of them were graduating some of them just moved out to live with other friends also while I was living there the pandemic happened so some of those girls moved back home so that's how we ended up with as many roommates as I've had but nevertheless throughout that experience I've definitely learned a few things from those times I think personally I learned how to be a better roommate I also learned a lot about how I want to raise my kids one day because if there's anything I learned from living with multiple groups of girls is how you raise your kids really will shine through about the kind of roommates they are and also just how they act as young adults. So for example, whenever I become a parent one day, something that I will absolutely make my teenager do is I will make sure that one, they know how to do their own laundry and that they're doing their own laundry. I also will make sure that they have daily chores that they will be held accountable to complete, like doing the dishes, uh, putting away their messes, like things like that, you know, because, you know, living with girls whose parents didn't make them do those things just from like very obvious signs. It's so frustrating. It was like so exhausting feeling like I had to like, I didn't want to like mention anything to them, but I also wanted to be like, girl, pick up after yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it was just really frustrating. So that's something I'm going to really make sure that I teach my kids while they're growing up. And I feel like if I do that, then I feel like I would have done my job right as a parent. So that's all I can ask for is to raise my kids to be basic, considerate human beings slash roommates. Okay. On that note, something else I noticed with living with roommates is the difference between the girls who were financially independent and self-sufficient, worked a job while they went to school, versus the girls who 
were in a position where they didn't have to do that and they were covered financially. Now, before you exit out of this episode and think that I'm going to throw shade at the girls who were financially covered, absolutely not. We're not going to do that. There's no slander that is going to go on in this episode towards those girls. It's awesome if you are in that position. And if you are, like, why wouldn't you take advantage of that opportunity? You know, so I also want to say if you do live with girls who are maybe in a better position than you are in terms of like financial means, be nice to them because they can't really help the situation that they were born into essentially. So making them feel bad about it is almost as worse as if they were being mean to you because you were in their position, if that makes sense, you know? So keep that in mind and be nice to them as long as they're being nice to you. With all that being said, the biggest difference between the girls who worked a job and went to school versus the girls who didn't is the girls who worked a job were a bit more aware and considerate of other roommates in the house because they understand what it's like to be on someone else's time other than their own. And not saying that the other group of girls weren't aware of that concept. I just don't think they really understand it to the fullest extent as the girls who do work a job and go to school. I'm not trying to shade those other girls and say that like they're inconsiderate and unaware of other people's time. But what I am saying is when you work a job and you also go to school, you have very specific you know, time obligations, right? Like if you don't show up to work on time, potentially get fired. And the stakes are a little higher for those girls because like they don't have a job, they don't have income. And then like that leads to a whole new set of problems versus the girls who maybe were financially covered. I don't think they understood that concept and like that fear potentially just because like to no fault of their own, but they didn't have to worry about that. They just had a whole different set of responsibilities to worry about. So I don't know, from my experience and just from the girls I've lived with, I noticed that typically the girls who worked a job and went to school, they're a lot more communicative and often would check in with the other roommates and see if, you know, certain things were okay. It's like, for example, like if they wanted to have friends over to pregame for a Saturday, like would all the other girls in the house be okay with that? Like, does anyone have anything going on that morning? Things like that versus the other girls, it kind of just seemed like they were on their own agenda. And then, you know, if something bothered you, you'd have to kind of come to them. But it, even if you came to them, it was more like they didn't understand it. And again, I don't think it was like a malicious or purposeful behavior that they were partaking in. I just think it was just more like very thoughtless behavior because they never had to consider certain factors that maybe the girls who are working have to. Anyways, that's just something I'd notice. Again, no shade. I just, you know, wanted to share that. Maybe somebody who's listening can relate or maybe a similar situation. I don't know. I kind of just wanted to provide some relatability if anyone can even relate. So I wanted to share that hot take. Which brings me to my next point. And that is hypothetically, let's say you're in a situation where you live with some inconsiderate roommates. Been there myself. And my best advice on that is to make the best out of it while you're there. So eventually after one of my years living with a group of girls, I had like a really rough year one year. And 
throughout that year, my mom gave me some advice and she was like, don't feed into the trauma because eventually it will just die down. And whenever I had roommate conflicts in the future, I lived by this advice and it really worked to diffuse any tension because I don't know if you're like me, but I'm someone who really enjoys my living space. I'm a bit of an introvert to a certain extent, but I really enjoy the comfort of my home and you know, I want to feel like I can hang out there without it being tense or just uncomfortable. So, you know, I've definitely lived with groups of girls where some of those girls and I didn't get along, but we obviously had to live together considering how long our lease was. So something I would do is I would just, you know, be a considerate roommate, right? I didn't go out of my way to talk to them. I wasn't necessarily trying to do favors for them, but I still cleaned up after myself You know, I wasn't talking shit about them in the kitchen where I know they could hear me. It just, I kind of just, I didn't feed into the petty drama. I didn't because I didn't want to feel uncomfortable in my own house. And I knew if I fed the fire that it would just end up that way. And so my advice for anyone who's listening, who's in a similar situation is just to take the high road. I know that it can be hard because sometimes you want to get the last word in or, you know, you don't want to seem like someone can walk all over you. I totally get that. And I definitely think sometimes there's a time and place to speak up about something that's really bothering you that your roommate's doing. But overall, if it's manageable, just take the higher road because the reality is in a bigger picture, like your lease with this person is like so short compared to like your whole life and where you're going to live. So, you know, if you're someone who just wants to make the best out of their living situation and just like wants to enjoy their living space, just don't feed into it. You know, if they're being loud and slamming cabinets, pretend like you don't even notice because ultimately like roommates who do that, like they want to set you off, like they want to get your attention. So don't give them that satisfaction. Just Pretend like you literally don't even know that they're there or you don't even know that they're being passive aggressive. That was always my go-to is I would always kind of play like the dumb fox. Like I pretend like I didn't know what they were doing. Although like I was fully aware of like, you know, their passive aggressiveness and their petty remarks. I just didn't give it time. I didn't give it energy because it wasn't worth depleting my own energy. So in a way, it's kind of like an act of self-care to yourself And eventually they'll get bored. And, you know, if you're leading by example that you're not going to be petty and you're not going to feed into the drama, eventually they'll get bored and probably just like follow by example. So, yeah, that's how I got through roommate drama or just uncomfiness. And, you know, it worked out. Like I said, my last year living with girls, I had a group of girls in the house who didn't really kind of had a fallout and it didn't really work out. But I will say we all did a wonderful job towards the end of being considerate of each other's space and, you know, cleanliness and things like that. So I really appreciate those girls for being mature enough and stepping up to doing that. And although we're not friends anymore and although, you know, things ended the way they did, I am really grateful and appreciative of them that they were able to be a bigger person and we were all able to end the year on a mature note, I guess. So one of the things you'll learn in college, you definitely mature and, you know, you learn some things as you go, as one does. (laughs) Something that literally would make my skin crawl 
<laughs> is living with roommates who were not clean. Oh my God. I, okay. So, you know, I just want to say I definitely have grown as a person. I would consider myself a very clean person, but you know, we all have our days. We all have our weeks, you know what I'm saying? But something I will pride myself in is I always rinsed my dishes. And that was like one rule I had for every room I ever lived with. And I made this very clear from the get-go that I literally could care less if they had people over. I could care less if they smoked in the house. I could care less if they like, you know, had parties as long as they cleaned up after the party. Like, you know, like I was cool with like most things, but the one thing I was like not cool with is that someone didn't rinse their dishes. It literally like makes my skin crawl. It still does. Like anyone I'm living with, it's, it's a rule. It's just like literally my only rule. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, that was something. And I'll say this. I think my last two years of college, I've got really lucky with the girls I lived with because most of us picked up after ourselves, And we also pretty much all shared the responsibilities of cleaning. Something that actually ended up working out really well. And this is also really helpful if you happen to live with roommates who are fire signs is to get a whiteboard and hang it on your wall. And we would section out different household chores. So like sweeping, doing the dishes, taking out the trash, whatever. And then on our board, we would have a date when someone did it and then who did it. And it kind of became a competition between the girls and I in the house. Like it was unspoken, but (laughs) I feel like some wet times if we needed to get our aggression out, like whoever was mad at somebody else at that time, they would do like all the chores in the house. So their name could be just like on the board and just fill it up to like prove a point that like they cleaned or something like that. But it worked. So that's why I said like, if you have fire sign friends or like roommates, do this because fire signs love a competition or your earth sign friends too. Like really earth or fire. Like I feel like would really heavily probably like this. Uh, But also it was nice too because it kind of held people accountable because like, you know, if your name's not on there, but like all your other roommates' names are on there for things they're doing, like it makes it obvious that like you're the odd man out, like not helping cleaning up. And in a way, like that kind of motivates people, I think, in a way to like do their part just because they don't want to look bad. At least I don't know, like that's what I think. But yeah, that was really helpful. And I think that really worked out a lot. And it also saved a lot of stress in a way, you know, from like feeling like you're annoying or like being passive aggressive and like a group chat being like, hey guys, just like for letting you know, like gotta do a dishes, like XYZ. But yeah. Try it out. Get a whiteboard, hang on your wall, section out, different chores, date, whoever did it. It worked really well. But that is one thing. That is my only rule. You have to fucking rinse your dishes. I don't even care. Like I literally would like, I'm the kind of person where like, I don't even mind doing the dishes every time, but you just have to rinse it. That's all I ask. Okay. All I ask. Anyways, moving on to our next part of the episode. I asked you guys on my Instagram story to send in your roommate horror stories or any roommate advice that you need. So as promised, I'm going to talk about it in today's episode. Everybody will stay anonymous and yeah, let's get into it. So someone sent in their worst roommate story and this person said while she was living with her roommate, the worst thing she experienced was she had a roommate 
<laughs> who would have sex with the door open to make sure her and her other roommate felt trapped and could hear her. That's rough. Yeah, that's like really uncomfortable. I ended up messaging her and I was like, oh my God, like, what did you do? Did you stay? Like, what kind of happened after that? And she said she had moved out shortly after that experience, or I'm assuming it probably happened multiple times because I feel like that happens to happen enough for you to kind of be like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is uncomfortable. I can't live in these circumstances. So I don't blame you, girl. I really, really don't. Like, that's hella uncomfortable. It's even uncomfortable hearing your roommates through the walls, let alone them doing it with the door open. Like, I could never. I would feel so uncomfortable. The next sentence is actually asking for advice. And this girl said, hey, Eliana, I love your podcast show. Congratulations on a thousand downloads. Thank you, girl. I appreciate it. I have a roommate who constantly is doing drugs in our house, and we've expressed that we don't mind the smoking. We just have a problem with the other drugs, but this girl keeps ignoring what does it say she keeps ignoring our request and we don't want to rat her out but also it's really uncomfortable because I have a dog and I don't want my dog to get into any of her substances what should I do yeah that's a tough one too because I get it because I think in college like we all experiment to a certain extent with certain things and you don't necessarily want to be you know the girl kind of like I get it. Like you want to let people like mind their business, but I do get it when like other animals are brought in, you know, like you don't want them to possibly get hurt. And also if you and your other roommates have expressed like your concern and she's still ignoring you, I would just kind of like tell her straight up. I'd be like, girl, listen, like I get it. We all experiment and do our thing, but like, it's not just about you anymore. Like you're making me uncomfortable. You're making the other roommates uncomfortable. So like, if you're going to do whatever you want to do, that's fine. But like do it in the privacy of your own room and just like shut your door after just so none of our animals get in. I would just say something like that. And if she ignores it, then like the extreme would be to, you know, kind of tell her that the ultimatum is like, if she doesn't stop, then you're going to have to like bring like legal. I mean, I feel like that's so extreme or you could just kind of like even be like, honestly, if you can't stop, then like that's a, threat to our safety and potential hazard to my dog's safety. So like we may have to tell our landlord, but like, I feel like that's like really far off. Like you should definitely try with just like asking her to close her door, like find a compromise. And if she can't do that, then like, you know, I get it. You got to do what you got to do. Anyways, I hope that helps and I hope it gets better. Definitely feel free to let me know how it goes on Instagram. And if you need other advice, just message me, girl. I got you. And also, thank you for sending in your message. I really hope that my advice helps and your situation gets better. Like I said, if you need anything else, please feel free to message me on Instagram. With that being said, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. I would love it if you guys followed the podcast on Instagram at the HTG pod. It's my new Instagram handle for the podcast, so I hope you guys like it. Feel free to follow. I'll also have it linked in today's show notes. I also would love it if you followed your girl. That's me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Hello Eliana. 
and that's spelled E-L-L-I-A-N-A. That is me. Hello. I post new episodes every Monday. And if there's anything you guys want me to talk about on the podcast, feel free to message me. With that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful, fabulous, safe week. And until next time, bye guys.